What was the, so you get a yellow chair, cushion chair posted for three fifty on Craigslist. You get an email and it says what? It says yeah, I'd, I'd love the chair. I'll have my assistant write a check for you right away. So here's the here's the deal. So all I have to do is wait for the check, deposit the check, and then I send the chair. And there's something about movers that there's something about he sent me. Maybe it was even $900 in addition to the 350 for the movers, and that he was going to arrange movers to pick it up. You were going to have to wire money to the movers to pick up the chair. That's what it was. He does this big thing about how I'm a very busy executive. I can't be bothered with these I'm, things. I'm a very, yes, I'm a very busy executive. I, I think there's even a letter head that says his office is in New York City. And yet he's scouring Western Massachusetts <laughs> Craigslist for cushion chairs. So there's definitely something going on, but okay. So, so here this check arrives and it's um, for twelve fifty, and I'm thinking this is, and, and I guess the he's like, you don't have to do anything. Just, you know, if you wouldn't mind just handing the movers the money. No, no, sweetie. You were going to wire the money to the movers. He said, cash the check, put the check in the, the bank. You'll see it's going to clear. And when it clears, can you wire? There wasn't anyone going to show up. Okay. It was a wiring. You were going to send a check, a cashier's check off. And by the way, when we're having lunch, this is the moment that I think this doesn't feel right that a busy New York City executive is, is on Craigslist and sending you this check for, nine, for $900 over to move a $350 chair down south. It just doesn't make sense. But you got the check. I get the check. And, and at the point where I'm, I, I think I hadn't mentioned it to you prior. No. Because I just didn't want you to do one of your, like gotta be careful you know i just didn't want you to you know how sometimes you like to you complicate think i complicate things, things right. right so i just wanted to do this transaction have it be smooth get it done right money's involved so you want to sell that chair and yeah and you I, got the check and i actually got a check and it cleared and it's and it cleared and, and he told you he said wait till it clears and he said wait till it clears and then once it does, just just wire this <clears throat> to this moving company. And you won't have to do anything, don't worry. And, uh, and this is when I said, let's go to the bank. Right. Because we were having lunch. First, what you did is you pulled out your laptop and you were like, wait a second. I just have to look this up to see if there's any kind of notorious scam going on. And sure enough, it didn't take you two minutes. You found this exact scam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And it explained all the steps that I had sort of mm -hmm. just fallen right into. And, and all of this is predicated on the fact that the bank will say the check cleared before it is actually cleared. Yes. Which really is the bank's fault. <laughs>
wrong would I think that she's looking at me? Is she looking at me? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I just can't look anymore. I feel shy. You know, when I'm up in the mountain, none of this is a problem. I don't have to think about anybody. She is very attractive, though. What to do? What to do? Do I say anything? I just kill for it to be simple. It's always just so complex. Here in the valley. I was shocked, and this is not again communist propaganda. On the contrary, I uh, found this detail in a book very critical of Gulag. Simply, the title is Gulag and Applebaum. You know that in Gulag, uh, every year on Stalin's birthday, they gathered all the inmates who had to sign a telegram of congratulations to Comrade Stalin, wishing him all the best, and so on and so on. Of course, it was a ridiculous ritual. It was not serious. But the point is, why this ritual? Because just think about it. You cannot even imagine such a ritual in Nazism. To, on Hitler's birthday, to gather all the inmates of Auschwitz and make them sound, sign a congratulation message to Hitler, it's meaningless. Another point. The Stalinists show trials, you know, where the tortured prisoners admit, yes, I uh, collaborated in a plot to overthrow and kill Comrade Stalin. Such a thing doesn't, cannot happen, doesn't have any place in the Nazi or fascist universe. Hitler could have easily done the same. Select some visi visible, uh, important Jewish figures and claim there is a plot again and they, you torture them to confess. It's meaningless. Why? Because, and that's the tragedy, I'm not saying which one is better. Because in Nazism, that's the horror of it. Apropos Jews, they are guilty directly for what they are. All you have to prove is that they are Jews. You then have to prove what they plan to do and so on. On the other hand, what makes Stalinism so mysterious almost is that uh, this Stalinist enforced confessions project onto the prisoners a strange duality. You are, and they used all these terrifying terms, the Stalinist, scum of the earth and so on, but at the same time, they admitted, acknowledged to every accused prisoner the right, as it were, to step on his, her shoulders and objectively pass a judgment on his, her own betrayal. For example, the great Stalinist trials. You have there Bukharin, I, I don't know the big traitors for them. The prosecutor asked them, how did you become an enemy of the people? And 
As if from a totally objective position they begin with, already as a young kid I was educated by my parents to hate the working class and to enjoy exploiting them, whatever. But you see the paradox. What of the non-professional criminal? Far removed from the hoodlum mentality. The subject for whom the arrest warrant is the first black mark on a lifelong record of respectability. What can be expected of him? Alfred. Alfred. Look. Tuna fish. Uh, I negotiated a... Uh... Another little loan at the company today, Alfred. Of course, most of the proceeds went into our retirement fund. But I held out enough for a little celebration. The auditors left today, and not one word about our fund. We're safe for another year, Alfred. And after that, we shall have reached our goal. Yes, yes, just a minute. I'm coming. Yes? Uh, Henry Mead? Yes? We're police officers. I'm Detective Sergeant Case. This is Detective Hester. May we come in? Of course. I don't understand. I'm sorry, Mr. Mead, but we have a warrant for your arrest charging you with grand larceny from the municipal finance company. You'll have to come with us. But the auditors, they said nothing. They couldn't have... Mr. Mead, anything you say from now on can be used against you in court. I, I know. <laughs> I know. It's all right. Uh, Mr. Mead? Yes? The can opener. Oh, of course. Would you raise your arms a second, Mr. Mead? Huh? But what about Alfred? Alfred? Alfred and I are very old friends. Well, we'll see that the landlord looks after your cat. May I say goodbye to him? Sure, Mr. Mead. How inexcusable of me, Alfred. I've forgotten your catnip. Sorry, Alfred.
Oh, 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 oh,